Hello, Text Talkers. Edwin here. I have a brief announcement before we get into the actual episode today. Andrew and I just want you to know that in order to make sure all episodes post on time and without missing any, we have to record these weeks in advance. That's why we don't talk about any current events, including the COVID-19 pandemic. Since we never know what the state of things will be on the day the episodes actually air, we just focus on the text we're talking about. However, we want you to know that we are obviously aware of the state our communities, country, and world is in. We are not ignoring or dismissing it. We are concerned. We are praying for you, for all our brothers and sisters, and for our fellow man in this difficult time. That being said, what better thing can we do while we and our families are practicing some social isolation than to talk about God's Word? So, keep us in your prayers, and we'll keep you in ours, and let's get today's episode started. Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Two men. Fifteen minutes. Eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. His glory I will see, I will And on today's episode, we are continuing our reading in Acts chapter 6. I'm going to go back to verse 1, and we're going to read through verse 7 one more time. Now, in these days, when the disciples were increasing in number, a complaint by the Hellenists arose against the Hebrews because their widows were being neglected in the daily distribution. And the twelve summoned the full number of the disciples and said, It is not right that we should give up preaching the word of God to serve tables. Therefore, brothers, pick out from among you seven men of good repute, full of the Spirit and of wisdom, whom we will appoint to this duty. But we will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And what they said pleased the whole gathering. And they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit, and Philip, and Prochorus, and Nicanor, and Timon, and Parmenas, and Nicolaus, a proselyte of Antioch. These they set before the apostles, and they prayed and laid their hands on them. And the word of God continued to increase, and the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many of the priests became obedient to the faith. Mm. I was reading from the English Standard Version again. We've talked about these problems that were going on in the Jerusalem church throughout this week. We've talked about the solutions that they had. I want to share what to me is, it, it's almost, Andrew, one of the most shocking things to me in my mind throughout all of Scripture. It just, and, and it's shocking because I know how churches work. And it's that part where they give this solution and it pleased the whole gathering. It pleased the whole assembly. I would love to be able to say things that pleased the whole assembly, especially considering the size of this assembly. Mm. We're, we're talking about a gathering of people. We, we learned in previous chapters that it was 5,000 men. men. So we're talking yep. 10,000, 12,000 people by the time we add in wives, widows, children that are involved. So we've got thousands and thousands of people. This right. problem has come up. Right. And the apostles provide a solution, and it pleases the whole gathering. And then I think about what the solution is. Mm-hmm. And I think about the way they say it. Mm-hmm. I just, I want you to imagine for a moment, if somebody came to our elders and said, we've got widows that aren't being cared for. What are you going to do about it? And the elders said to those folks, we don't have time for that. Find someone else to deal with it. Well, you know, yesterday or last episode when we were talking about the the, the choice of the elders to empower deacons and to put them over this if we can use the word deacons but 
men to go to do you know handle this work and, and distribute to the needs one of the things that uh, probably should have brought out was it also clarified what was the important work for the apostles to do they're the only ones that can do it which is to devote themselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word if they're spending all of their time waiting tables uh, other people cannot do what the apostles do but other people can wait the tables and see to the needs of these widows so, uh, you know, this is allowing them to be true to their work and what's most important for them to do at the same time growing other people and bringing other people along to meet the needs. I guess when I look at the whole picture, I can see why it pleased the whole group. But, I, you know, I think what you're getting to is by them leading and saying, well, it's not good for us to do this. That could be heard with ears that said, well, my, what's important to me isn't important to you. You know that the, the, you don't you don't care about widows. Yeah, you don't you don't care about sister so and so. You know the interesting thing is is what the apostles actually demonstrated is that they did care about the widows. They cared about the widows and they cared about the word and they cared about the prayer and they cared that all of it get done properly and appropriately. Right. And they knew that the way all of it would get done is by dividing up that labor. It, it wasn't going to get done if the apostles started feeling this guilt and defensiveness and, and okay, okay, I've just got to work harder. I'm just going to sleep less and we're going to... No, the, the plates would have continued to fall. We talked about the spinning plates the right, other day. Yeah. More would have fallen off of their plates had they continued to approach that. This actually is they care very much about the widows and so they're going to come up with a solution. And in that, in that... I think we see something that can help us today when when we have problems within our own congregation. So we talked yesterday about the very specific solution that they had for this particular problem. Right. I'm thinking today kind of more generically because this is not the only problem that will come up in churches. This is not the only kind of problem that will come up in well, churches. No. no. What we see here though is a group a group of people that are willing to actually solve the problem. And I think there's kind of some conditions, some mental attitudes and beliefs and some outlook that, that has to be there. I think about the apostles. Number one, I've seen a lot of people in this kind of situation where an accusation is made. Hey, something's not being taken care of. Somebody's not being taken care of. There's, you're wrong here. You're wrong there. And rather than being focused on solving the problem, the, the person who seems to be at fault just gets defensive. Mm. And when they just get defensive, the the problem doesn't get solved. So so we had a condition on the apostles where, okay, this is not about defending my honor. This is not about proving that I'm worthy or proving that I can get it all done. There's a problem. It needs to be solved. Let's think of the solution instead of just defending myself. To throw another layer on that, I think there's also a value here that says that these widows or even the church at large was no less served by prayer and the word than these physical needs okay that there there is the urgent of of physical need and physical relief among these saints but it doesn't mean say well then then what we need to stop is prayer in the ministry of the word so that we can go take care of this uh, we don't we don't backtrack on the prayer and the ministry of the word or, or go back in that to, to do this other we have to grow and prepare more people to make sure we can be doing all of it. Absolutely. Again, the apostles were concerned that all of it would get accomplished. They, they really did have that care and that concern. But 
But sometimes when leaders take those kinds of approaches, it can be misunderstood. So I'm just trying to say a care and concern, but also a realization of a, of a genuine need. Yes. Right? It's, it's not that they need the prayer and the word any less than they need these other things. Absolutely. I, I, okay. I'm going to make a side trip right now because I'll, I'll just talk about this from a very practical approach. This issue of the Hellenists being in need. I have heard folks as they come to Acts and say, well, we don't know if the Hellenistic widows were really in need. There's an accusation. No, the text says the Hellenistic widows were being overlooked. And right. so there is a genuine need. There's a problem and right. they have to come up with a solution. Because if the real issue was that it was just it was just a perception thing, I, I think the apostles would say, Guys, they're they're really being taken care of. It's all being taken care of. No, there's a real genuine thing going on, and the apostles are concerned about it. But that leads to the second condition, I think, about being able to solve this problem. And that is that the Hellenists, the ones who were suffering, the ones whose widows were struggling and being overlooked, they were also concerned about solving this problem. They saw a problem. They wanted it solved. They weren't intent on getting their pound of flesh. They weren't intent on making sure that the apostles got punished or, you know, their, their goal was not, you guys need to grovel because you've messed up and we're not going to be satisfied until you're punished sufficiently and we think you've, you've grovel. No, no, we've got it. This solution will work. That's what we want. We just want the problem solved. And, and what a wonderful approach that is. You've got the leaders that want the problem solved. You've got the folks who have highlighted the problem. This is all we're about. We want to get the solution here. I'm not, leaders weren't defending themselves. The Hellenists were not demanding public restitution and groveling and, and all that. We're going to solve the problem. I think that's a, a powerful thing. Third, uh, it took a congregation that was more concerned about solving the problem than maintaining their traditional approaches to things. It, it's, a, it's a tough thing. I know for me, one of the most difficult aspects of being involved in a congregation over a period of time is being able to distinguish between the things that are specifically God's required commanded principles and the things that are just, this is the way we've always done it. Here's our traditional approach to accomplishing this under the scriptural authority, authorized things. I don't want to be involved in any man-made traditions that are not authorized, but let's face it, there are things that we do that are under that umbrella of generic authority and liberty that, that we pursue to help us accomplish the needs that are there. And, and when we've done it for 5, 10, 15, 20 years, sometimes I can get in my mind that that approach is the thing that has to happen. And, and that becomes the law in my mind. So being able to distinguish between here's the tradition, our traditional way of accomplishing this purpose and the actual required scripturally demanded approach. What we have to have to be able to solve these kinds of problems is a healthy understanding that I want to solve the problem. I want to do it in a scriptural way. That doesn't mean I have to do something new every other week, but it also doesn't mean that I do things the way I've always done them. I, I stay true to the scripture. And you had a congregation that was willing to do that Yeah, because they were interested in solving the problem, meeting the need. This one's a physical need. Sometimes it's a spiritual need. Uh, but whatever the need yeah. that needs to be met. And so here we've got this seismic shift in the structure of how they related to one another, a seismic shift in how the congregation is led as they delegate things off to someone else. Honestly, I think what we see happening here is this whole moving of the finances from the apostles to these seven men. Wow. 
just that's that's a powerful thing. But again, it's because what they're focused on is meeting the need, not maintaining uh, what we've always done. Yeah, um, feeling the need that God be glorified and that the church can continue to grow. Uh, a healthy congregation, a healthy church, like any other healthy body, is going to be a growing body. That's a natural. That is a natural consequence of having health and peace and the good blessing of God. And as you pointed out on Monday, I just want us to to get back to this chapter starts with the church growing, and this section of it ends with the church growing. There was a threat for division but it actually produces multiplication because everybody on all side of facing this problem, we're focused on solving the problem. That's right. Scripturally, in a God-glorifying manner. Solving the problem. Not in defending, not in holding grudges, solving the problem. What a powerful thing. Thanks so much for listening today. If you've got some questions about Acts or would love to hear from you what you're learning from the text, shoot us an email at texttalk at christiansmeethere.com. You can find that address in our show notes. And we'd love to see you here on Sunday. We have classes and assemblies for worship. We'd love for you to join us. You can find our website in the show notes again, and you can learn more about that. Let's wrap up with a prayer. God in heaven, thank you so much for establishing your church. And thank you for honestly revealing what this very first church dealt with, because it gives me courage. It encourages me to know that that when we have problems in, in any of the churches I've ever been in, the congregation I'm in now, those who are listening, the congregations where they are, we can learn. We are a congregation full of forgiven people, not perfect people, growing people, not perfect people. There will be problems. But it also points out that we can have proper attitudes and, and attack those problems and conquer those problems. And because we've done that, they become opportunities for growth. Numerical growth within the congregation, spiritual growth and maturity within the people within the congregation and of the congregation itself. And we are very thankful that you have shined the light on this, that we can see this example. Help us to live as these brothers and sisters did in this particular instance, that we can have this kind of honesty and approach to dealing with any of the problems that come our way. Father, we want to bring glory to you above all things. Thank you for letting us be a part of that. We love you, Father. We thank you for loving us first. Through your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians Who Meet on Livingston Avenue this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge wrote and sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so others can learn about it more easily. Have a great day. And we are looking at text... We and... <laughs> 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 Don't worry about it. Just okay. You're ready, all right. Just all right. Yeah. So. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is for the outtakes. This is for the outtakes. Absolutely. <laughs>